This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Aaron Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, I have a very special guest. Have you heard the news? I have comedic performer Tom Hearn. Hello. <laughs> have you heard the news? Oh, new catchphrase. Matt was like, Matt was like, who do you have coming over tonight? I'm like, Tom Hearn. He was like, have you heard the news? <laughs> I was like, love it. Thank you, Matt. It's been coined. Thank you. Oh my God. I need a lower back tattoo of that right now. <laughs> love it. How are you? I'm great. Thank, thank you, you for, so much for having me. Thank you for coming. My God. Um, you were a part of Kinsey Fail. Yes. When you performed at Bedpost. Yes. Which. Um, it was an interesting show. Was it? Yeah. Well, was, yeah. That was the show that we had an audience member pass out at. Oh my God. I haven't talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. It was crazy. Because <laughs> I was sitting right in front of that person. <gasps> were you? Yeah. So it was right when Richard was talking about. Um, the sexpert Richard. Yeah. Sexpert Richard. Uh, and he was talking about, I don't know the name of it, but it's a rod that you insert up the urethra. It's a urethral sounding rod. There we go. <laughs> and this man went white and his wife freaked out and plopped him on the ground and started doing CPR. And I was yep. like, stop doing that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you helped. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. some training. Yeah, I'm a, f- a first responder, first aid type stuff. So I was like, I'll help. And then she started doing CPR on this poor like... man. I was like, his dick is just scared. <laughs> like, yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as we were able to find out, like, we ended up calling the ambulance and the ambulance came. They cleared him. He was fine. He was fine. He just, I guess... It was the too con- much. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. Too much so, to think about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was kind of... Now, now when I think back, I'm like, yeah, we should have a trigger warning. Mm-hmm. We for sure Absolutely, should have a trigger yeah. warning. Yeah. And like, anytime we talk about like stuff like assault or, or anything like that, we always do, but I don't always think to do it when it's like talking about like kink stuff or yeah. toy stuff. And I wouldn't think of that either because I would just like, for me personally, I, cause I was like, oh boy, thinking about that sounding rod myself. A little squirmy. A little squirmy, but I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah. But some people just like pass out at movies and stuff like that. So Yeah. And it's so funny. I um I kind of passed out during like this was like maybe like ten years ago. My brother and I went to a hot dogs film about mm-hmm. um like a like this these cows that were eating bags and they were addicted <laughs> to eating plastic bags. Oh, what a life. And um, they'd have to perform these surgeries on these cows to remove the bags. Um, That's crazy because cows have eight stomachs. There's so many bags. It's elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long surgery. Um, but oh my God. They, and they show the procedure, obviously. Whoa. And I was like... I'm, I'm, I was seeing stars and I like slumped down in my seat and I'm like trying to like get as 
like, like inverted as possible. Like I put my feet up on the chair in front of me. Like I'm trying, like I was passing out. That's so crazy. I was fighting it. And then I, and then I was like embarrassed. And then I told my brother after I'm like that part, I, I saw stars. Like I was mid blackout. He's like, Oh my God, me too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it wasn't just you. That's so funny. I've never passed. Well, I passed out one time in a very, the worst situation. And actually it's so funny that we're talking about this on this exact podcast. Cause I passed out in the middle of a threesome one time. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Do hyperventilate? No, I literally left the room. I was like, you boys continue. I need a second. And I left and I was woken up by one of these guys over top of me shaking me awake. I no. passed out in the bathroom yeah. Do you know why? I don't know. I think I was dehydrated or something like something, that. Something, anything. Yeah. So weird. And like, I was like all dazed and confused when I woke up and like the other guy had left and there was just this one guy and I was like, oh my oh, God, no, what's I ruined happening? it. Yeah. No, they had a great time. They had a great time. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How long were you out there? I want to know. I don't know, but I feel like I was gone for a while. Like, <laughs> Yo, when did they notice you were, I want to know. I, I want to talk to them. Exactly. That's what I want to know too, because... When were I, they like he's not coming back? Well, it was a we- it was a weird threesome, anyways, because oh, this, yeah? the the third gentleman who was just brought into the mix uh, had a very runny nose. Oh my god, I've had runny nose sex. Oh, like- it's the worst, <laughs> especially when it's not somebody you're in a relationship with, and you have to get somebody else's snot everywhere. <laughs> like I feel like that's why no. I passed out. Which- I- <laughs> disgusting i feel so sick talking that about you it passed out. oh yeah, my god in the bathroom like not even in the room like in a separate By yourself room. like they finished their thing did their thing and one of them left and this was my house and none of them lived in my house <laughs> i could have been robbed i could have died <laughs> you could have died in that bathroom that what they say about like it, people that think they're choking in restaurants usually the instinct is to go to the bathroom right yeah. because you're embarrassing and you're, you're causing like, oh, a commotion too much and people die in that bathroom because yeah. you're by yourself and you choke to death so i think the moral of the story is when you're having a threesome and you think you're gonna pass out stay in the room just do it right there just stay there it'll be a just fun right thing there. for everybody oh my god that reminds me um of two stories of my my own <laughs> um first of all the running nose sex i had this is kind of a threesome thing too um we had had a threesome with this lovely gal and then this was the first time i was seeing her uh one-on-one just the two of us i was very nervous Mm -hmm. and um and we went back to her place and right away like there was a cat i started like no yes and like i i had an asthma attack (gasps) and i didn't have my puffer on me luckily luckily one of her roommates had a puffer Oh, I was a mess. Yeah, even after I had the puffer, though, I was like, I do not feel good. Like, my eyes feel... Did you still commit, though? Oh, we did the deed. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, but... So much snot. But, oh, my God, I was like... And, you know, when you're with a partner you're comfortable with, you're like, excuse me, I gotta blow my nose. Like, no problem saying that. Yeah. No problem saying that. But with a new partner, I, like, just tried to, like, make it work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) She's like, why are you rubbing your nose on my duvet? You're like, well. (laughs) It smells rude. Yeah, it smells good. You smell so good, baby. Use bounce? (laughs) Do you use bounce? (laughs) I smell some bounce up in these sheets. And then the other thing, oh, passing out. Yeah, I passed out um, fooling around in a shower. Oh, Because I hyperventilated. They heat and the, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, that happened after, 
Um, the, I was like a teenager, and we were in a play together. Is it? Oh, yeah, it's a theater were. romance. Yeah, exactly. It's a summer romance, um, and yeah. like a summer works romance, right? Two star-crossed lovers <laughs> pass out in a shower, yeah. <laughs> and right before we had to leave for rehearsal, we're having a shower and we're fooling around, and I fucking passed out. And we were late for the rehearsal. Oh, you got in trouble. Oh, got in trouble. Oh, God. Do you remember what show you were doing? Um, I think it was the, it was the Canadian premiere of Jekyll and Hyde, I believe. Oh, great. I know. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, the musical. Yeah. That's the perfect thing to pass out before. Yeah. I've lived a life. Yeah. I've lived a life, everybody. Um, okay, Tom. So mm-hmm. uh, you tell us where you just were. So I was just in New Brunswick, yeah. where I'm originally from. That's where I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent some. I spent time all around Canada when I was growing up. But that's where my home base is. It's where my parents live. So I was just there doing Fundy Fringe Festival with my amazing sketch partner Erica Geller, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it was so interesting to be back because this was really my first time. Being in the Maritimes completely out. I never really spent any time as a gay full man. gay man. An out, gay, an out gay, man, gay person in New Brunswick. And it was shocking. Really? It was surprising. Yeah, I was very surprised. Oh no, like in a bad way? Not necessarily in a bad way. Well, yeah, in a bad way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to try the sugar coat. sugar coat it. No, like for instance, it was interesting to me the type of stuff that... Uh, the New Brunswick crowd was okay with. Like, for instance, in Eric and I's show, obviously we talk about me being queer uh, and we play queer characters. Like, that's our thing. Like, that's just who we are. Uh, so in our show, we had a couple scenes where off the top and near the end of the show, we would joke about me being gay and the audience loved that. Great. They love the idea of me joking about me, Tom Hearn, being gay. Great. But then there's a sketch that we do where I play a 40-year-old woman and Erica's also a 40-year-old woman, and we're in a grocery store, and every time we part, we kiss. <laughs> and it's, we're just these closeted old lesbians, and they did not like that. And I think it was, like, maybe too close to home for the audience, because also our demographic, so weird performing in St. John, because our demographic was 45 to 65. Okay. Which we are not used to performing for here in the city so interesting yeah it's very interesting yeah to so see. they saw themselves up there and they're like never we never no i would never, never do that it's too too real because it's also just like yeah, a, it was too real yeah, yeah it's a happenstance scene too where we're just in the grocery store and run into each other so it's like <laughs> such a commonality like a thing that could actually happen yeah it was think, in a real place and it, yeah, yeah and i think where the little the little off quips about me being gay they were okay with because they were like oh he's making fun of himself yeah. He is a gay man, that's and being a gay man is doing. funny. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's something he's doing. Yeah. over there. Totally. And this is me. This is me on stage <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, it was so interesting, and uh, to to see the difference between the, the audience here and the audience there. And yeah, because in Toronto, people are digging that scene. Oh, they love it. They love it. They eat they it love up. The old. They love the old gays. <laughs> They love, the old, they love those queers. That was like in um, the 32 short sketches about bees. Um, all the B. Arthur oh my stuff God. that Chris Levier did. Killed it. Oh my fucking God. People love to see old women just... Just, <laughs> just being, being. Just being. Yeah, just being around. B-E-E-ing. <laughs> just... <laughs> Anytime you saw Chris come out as B. Arthur, you're just like, oh shit, here she comes! Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. And Chris is also from New Brunswick. So there we go. Oh, hey. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> we closed the loop. We closed the loop. And now the podcast is finished. Yeah. Um, okay. So you do, you're part of Kinsey Fail, which yes. is... If people don't even know what Kinsey, the... The, the Kinsey... So the name comes from Kinsey scale, which is a, a spectrum scale from one to six that everyone in the world, I don't care who you are, is on that scale at I some agree. point. You're either... You could be a one, which a one is your... You're attracted to the opposite sex. That's that's where you live. And then it goes up from there where you hit a six, who would be somebody like me, who I know that I'm only attracted to men. And that's who I pursue, and that's who I go after. So there's there's sliding parts of the scale. So that's why we took the name Kinsey Fail, um, because everybody who's in that cast has, in society's eyes, failed that test. Because <laughs> we are on the very high end of that spectrum uh, as a bunch of queer improvisers. So that's what Kinsey Fail is. That's it's just amazing. queer improvisers improvising. Yeah. Improvising queerly. Exactly. That's what <laughs> Anders Yates always says is like, uh, our our goal as improvisers in that show is how can we queer this situation? How can we nice. make this situation queer? And that comes from relationships. It comes from uh, emotion. And it also comes from just like taking a circumstance and flipping it on its head. And that in itself is queer. Taking just a basic everyday, like fairy tale, for instance, we've done that before where we've taken a fairy tale and just completely flipped it. Mm -hmm. That's queer. I love that so much. And they're all, you're all queer performers. All queer. Um, I think I saw you, I can't believe that I hadn't seen you previous to this, but I think I saw you guys perform for the first time at the Glad Day Bookshop show. Yeah, that's such a fun show. Yeah, Yeah. which is um, a great little queer bookshop spot. In, right in the village. Yep. Um, and Jess Bryson uh, produced that. And Nick that. May. And yep. Yep. Uh, and they're part of theater, something Greek. Theater Topicos. Topicos. Who they're doing. They're amazing. Yeah. They're actually doing a fringe right now. They just got back. The two of them just got back. Yeah. They were doing wordplay. Yeah. They play about words and fun words that I like to say that I don't get to say very often. Like cunt. And faggot. Um, and they produce like a lovely little variety uh, fundraiser Mm -hmm. and I they're doing it monthly yeah I I think so yeah I think they took the took a break off this month because they were in Edinburgh their way yeah Uh, but I think they're going back at it the next month because they're producing a play I know that coming up um, called Five Guys Chillin great yeah so, there's a little plug for their play that's coming up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, check out wa- their website. You're welcome, Jess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Love those guys. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I performed a little bit of burlesque in that show, mm-hmm. and there were, like, storytellers, like, uh, and I feel like most of the people involved in the show were queer. Most of the performers were. I'm pretty sure all the performers were I feel queer. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which is awesome. Like, yes, please. Yes, more. More queer Give performers. Me more of that. Yeah. Mama. Mama wants. <laughs> I'm thirsty for more <laughs> queer performers. <laughs> Always. I am. Yeah. Um, and, um, okay. So you, uh, you're from New Brunswick. So what was it like when you were there, when you were not out? So this is the interesting part about that. And I was actually thinking about this before I came here. Um, it was actually very difficult because I, up until I was 15 years old, had lived in Calgary. Okay. So I was just in the process of 
starting to come out actually when I lived in Calgary because before I moved back to New Brunswick, we moved back because my grandfather passed away. Um, Before I moved back there though, I had my first boyfriend and I'd had my first sexual experience with a, a guy. Interesting. Two weeks before I was told to pack my bags and move back to New Brunswick. So I went from a school that had 2,000 students in it from grades uh, 8, no, sorry, grade 7 to 9, and I was in grade 9 going into grade 10, mm-hmm. uh, to moving to a school that had 125 students from grade 6 to grade 12 in rural New Brunswick. So I immediately... Were you went, out, out in Calgary? I was out with my friends. I wasn't out with my parents yet. Yeah. Um, but I was out with any of those other family members, I like to call them, because friends have always been so important to me as somebody who's moved around. Like, I went to 12 different schools before graduating, so I wow. moved around a lot. Um, so And I, also for queer people, chosen family. Absolutely. It's yeah. so important. So I was out with my friends and with this, obviously with this boy that I was seeing at the time. Uh, and yeah, we had slept together for the first time. And wow. then two weeks after that, I was packing my bags and heading to live to new live in New Brunswick, which I don't regret at all, obviously, but I think things would have been a little bit different because then I didn't really come out until you left again. I would say I was truly finally living as myself in my second year of university. Okay. So which, there was, where'd you go to university? I went to university in New Brunswick, but I went to okay. a very liberal art school. It's called Mount Allison university. It's that literally helps. called Mount gay. Is what people call it. So I was very comfortable coming out there. And I came out around my second year of university. But um, in between that time, I had girlfriends and I slept with women. And I played played the part played that, that I needed to, needed to do. But now looking back on that, I wish I... Wish I and I think all, all queer people think this. But I wish I had just been a little stronger in that moment to have come out... And being that person, because there were there were queer people in my high school, mm-hmm. and the thing that was so sh- strange to me was that those people weren't the people who were picked on. People who were picked on, I was the person who was picked on. I was called faggot and sissy boy and all this stuff walking down the hallway, even though I'm walking down the hallway holding a girl's hand. Interesting. So, so they, they were clocking. Sensed, yes. Yeah. They, and I knew. The- because I was with this girl and like, yes, we were sleeping together, but I was going home to watch gay porn right afterwards. So like, yeah. I've always known that I was gay. Yeah. It's just, it was difficult. Going through the motions. Yeah, it was difficult in that small town when I thought that I had to be something for somebody else. Yeah. And then when I realized I didn't have to be then. What did you think of the gay guys in your school? I was friends with them. Yeah? Yeah. One of them is still my very dear friend. He lives here in the city. He and I, like... He and I were hooking up yeah. in high school. Yeah. And that was just like, literally, like, this is no joke. And if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. <laughs> you but know you know who you out. are. Shout out. Uh, like, our our friends walked in on us in a closet. Like, literally in, in a closet. <laughs> in a closet. Naked. At a party. And then we were like, oh, we're, uh, we're just, uh, uh, we're playing swords. We're, uh, we're, uh, Sword play. uh we're just seeing like, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Let's go, let's go drink a Keith's. <laughs> like, yeah. So like it was, 
And then your friend got out of the closet, but you stayed there. Yeah, I stayed there for a little bit. I wasn't getting dressed. I'll be a couple hours, guys. I'll just. I need to find the right clothes. I I (laughs) will stay in here. Shut the door. So it's so So scary to think back on to living like that. Like I would never want. I would never want somebody of that age to be scared. And it's weird because I wasn't scared for my my actual safety. I was just scared of what people would think. And well, that's huge at that age. What yeah. people think of you is your main fucking. Pr- that's everything. That is your life. Yeah. What other people think of you? Absolutely. No matter what your situation, every fucking young teenage kid is like desperate yeah. to be accepted. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so it was. And for and validation, and for love, and for all that stuff. All that stuff. All that yeah. good stuff. So, did you have anyone to talk to or anything? about it did you were you able to confide any in anyone about no because i was even scared like because i had i i had and still have the same best friend that i had in high school and she knew she had to but it was an unspoken it was an unspoken thing thing, and to be honest that was kind of that's kind of how my coming out went it was an unspoken thing it just kind of was tom has a boyfriend now right so you didn't actually come out have you did you actually have to come out to anyone I didn't really know. Or did you not have no, to? No, because I, I hear a lot of stories of p- queer people being like, and I sat these people down and was like, I'm queer. <laughs> and I never did that. I just kind of just started existing and living my life. I told my mom uh, and that was kind of it. And my mom was kind of upset in the sense that I didn't have this conversation with them. And she felt that my dad was missing out on this moment between us and I was like yeah but neither of my three siblings had to come up to you and be like I like dick and I like vaginas (laughs) and that's that that's what you already expect of those people so to me coming out is uh, a personal thing it's coming out for yourself first and then if you want to include other people in it include them right ahead but if you don't want to live your life yeah it's for you yeah you're not living your life for your parents. You're not living your life for your best friend. You're not living your life for the man down the street. You're living your life for yourself. So yeah, take ownership of it. Yeah, I love that. Did um, like for me, I'm a polyamorous person. Mm-hmm. Like I, we practice non-monogamy, and I consider myself. I, I've always gone with bisexual, but that's like so dated at this point. Yeah. And I'm like just stubborn, and like I don't want to do what people tell me to. So I'm like still not using queer, even though. I should be using queer right now. And Such I, a fun... I just need to just jump in please, real quick. yes. I'm loving the word queer. Yeah, it's why? Ever why, since why, why? I started, started using Kinsey... Started doing Kinsey Phil, sorry. I just feel like there's a connection for everybody in that word. Like, so everybody can attach to it. Um, there's no... Everybody's there's no, queer. Exactly. Everybody's a little queer. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, to me, being queer is just any moment on that scale. So talking about being bisexual, I... Recently, I had a conversation with somebody who's bisexual, and I think that people who are bisexual get a really fucking shit end of the deal, because people are like, "Oh well, uh, you have to choose," yes. or like, uh, "Or you have to have equal of both." Of both, and, or and if you're a man and you're bisexual, you're oh, gay. Forget you're it, fully you're fully gay. gay. There's yeah, no, doesn't exist. There's no in between. So I love, I love queer because it also begs for somebody to ask a question. Yeah, what is your queer? Exactly. Yeah, like, what does what that mean queer? to you? Because I think everybody has their own definition of queer. Mm-hmm. 
And I think everybody, like, for bisexual people, yeah, people think they know what bisexual means. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to say what it means to you. No, they have their own idea. They have their own, exactly, their own, like, preset of what it is. Even those totally incorrect. (laughs) And most of it, what they're thinking about you is totally incorrect. It's like, you don't get to say. Yeah. You don't get to make that decision for me. I'm leading you to ask me a question so I can tell you the right answer. I love that. Yeah. And it's so inclusive. You're right. It's yeah. like such an inclusive word. I'm going to get you on board with queer. I know. Am I cool enough to be queer? You're absolutely cool yeah, enough to be I. queer. Well, you're cool enough to be queer. <laughs> Girl, you're cute. <laughs> I interrupted you, though. I don't remember. Huh? Oh, it wasn't important. <laughs> Oh, we're at time, girl. Really? Yes. It does. Um, We're going to take a little bit of break. Have you heard the news? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back with Tom Hearn. Let me tell you about Come As You Are. Come As You Are is the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. And they have a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. This means that Come As You Are is able to ensure that their shop reflects diverse genders, orientations, sexualities, and life experiences, rather than just one person's idea of what sex and sexuality products should be about. Come As You Are is never put in a position where they have to bend their professional or personal ethics to please the man. And they are offering a fantastic discount to Bedpost listeners. That's 15% off at www.comeasyouare.com with coupon code BEDPOST. All you gotta do is type in B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive this generous discount. I truly hope everyone listening goes to the website and sees what these folks are really all about. And I truly hope that you enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm Erin Pym, and I'm here with Tom Hearn. Hello. Hello. We've heard the news. We've heard the news, everybody. We are hearning. We're hearning for we're, it. We're hearning for, for it. it. It's funny because kids used to call me hernia in school, so. Oh, yeah. hernia. Hernia. I'd get pimple. Oh, that's From yeah, Pym. I'd get pimp sometimes. Oh. Which I didn't mind. Yeah, that's that a, that a pretty I good. I didn't mind that. Pimple was a little tough to hear. Yeah. Or Aaron, I got airhead. Oh. But that's just. Yeah, mine were boring. It was hernia or Thomas the Train. Oh. I'm like, get over yourselves. You're get. not even. You're not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's harsh. It's harsh. It's harsh. Yeah. It's harsh. Um. Okay. So Tom, threesomes. You say. Yeah. Uh, threesomes. You say. Hello. Hi. Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> Um, I, okay, what do you, how do you feel about threesomes? I feel Mm -hmm. that as long as everybody is doing what they should be doing. Interesting. What do you mean by that? Meaning that everybody's busy. Yeah, keep busy. Keep busy. That's a good tip. That's my tip. That's a good tip. Because... Yeah, I've had, like, before I met Spencer, like, I used to have a threesome with this couple all the time, Mm -hmm. and there was the one person in the couple who was just, like, kind of would sit there. Like, and just kind of watch. And I'm like, that's cool too. That's but just okay. let me know that that's what's going to be happening. Cause like, I want to prepare to be watched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause then it's more of a couple's, a one on one with a watcher scenario. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Which is kind of a, uh, it's threesome ish. Exactly. 
But maybe not exactly not what, I was what you expecting. signed up for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think I think group sex and threesomes are a great thing. Yeah. I think they're a great way to spice something up, and I think uh, I think more people should try it. I agree, yeah. and I and I think at least once. Yeah, at least once. Do it. You know, it couldn't couldn't hurt you. Couldn't hurt you. It's uh, probably gonna feel good. It's probably gonna feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree that um, you know keep busy is a good thing, but I feel like. Um, you don't always have to be like, got the two dicks and, or got the, like doing, you don't yeah, always you don't, have to be attached, exactly. like an arriving mass. Yeah. Just find your, find your place. Yeah. 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 Settle in. And it can be a small, quiet thing exactly. that you're doing. And like, sometimes that's what steals the show. <laughs> that's what pushes them over the edge. Exactly. Sometimes. Exactly. Every now and again. The sneaker. Yeah. The sneak attack. Shh. I'm sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm touching yeah. you. Whose hand is that? Yeah. There's six hands. Who knows? Who knows? It could be any of us. Yeah. Um, because I think, I think that's the, uh, that's the thing that you want to do is you want to be just like doing a thousand things all at once. Yeah. And it can be a little unfocused and mm-hmm. a little not grounded. And I feel like that's, that happens the first time. Yeah. Always. I feel like that's very, that's easily what can happen. And that's why I would also recommend if mm. you're trying it for the first time, mm. try it with a veteran. They're, they will <laughs> tell you, you, tell you or show you exactly what to do. They'll hold the hand. Because the first time I did it, oh boy, it was... <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> this moment I was laying there and I was just like, just laying next to two people having sex, essentially. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is this. I got it. I'll, I'll help guess. myself out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Which is also which fine. Is also great. I which had a is, great time. Which is also a thing <laughs> over by my, beside. I had a great time beside them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's totally a thing that can happen. You can watch for a couple minutes. You can... You can be self-stimulating yeah. for a little bit. And then you just jump right back in. And just, you know, coach, put me in there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Take me in. Take me in, coach. <laughs> do you feel like there's um, a lot of... Do I feel like there's like a palpable anxiety, nervousness that happens before a threesome, too. Absolutely. I feel like the two hours before the threesome is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Hilariously awkward. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. You all know what's happening. Everyone knows. Because it's, I think it's weird because everybody knows what the end goal is. Everybody knows. It's different than when you're with somebody one-on-one and you're like, are we going to have sex? Because when you're having a threesome, (laughs) you know you're having sex. Like you don't go to, you don't, if you're invited to a couple's house for a threesome, you don't go there not cleaned up, (laughs) not shaved, not not like looking your best. You know you're having sex. (laughs) So it's like a weird thing to just be like, okay, when's the sex going to happen? You know? Exactly. I'm to- so tired of watching Planet Earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. How much longer do we have to watch yeah. gorillas like mating Yeah. before so we can mate? Exactly. The three of us can mate. Yeah. Um, although I did have a, I did have a surprise threesome happening actually where uh, a friend of ours came over and actually she, we hadn't had a threesome with her yet. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why I wasn't, and she's a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I wasn't expecting, but she came over after, um, we were out together, came over. Um, it was her birthday the next day. Oh, that should have been an indicator been perhaps an indicator, that at yeah. midnight, Something's gonna it was her birthday. Um, and they were like, 
her and Matt were like drinking and I'm like looking at the clock and I'm like what? Like what? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, what's <laughs> happening right now? Like I'm like I'm feeling the vibe. I like yeah. and it's so funny. I got like in my pajamas. Yeah. I put I took on my contacts. Like I may have even had a shower just waiting for like yeah. to be like I'm going to bed. I'm I'm ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no fucking idea. Matt's like, how did you? I have no idea. I'm like, I had no idea. And even like, I refused alcohol. I, like yeah. they're like, do you want a drink? And I'm like, like no, drink. I'm no. like, no. It's late. It's late, and I'm at home, and I'm going to bed in a half hour. And they're like, so are we. <laughs> With, With you. And then, um, yeah, and then it was midnight, and then, and then she was like, so, still wanna, still wanna have that threesome, or are we having this threesome? And, and I was you're like, like, the what now? Yeah. Oh okay, boy, yeah, great. sure. I mean, great. I just showered, I'm fine. I <laughs> I'm in my ugly pajamas and like, you know, nighttime face, but I was fresh. Good. It was good. You were great. good. Good. Yes. Good. Do you guys engage any, in other, any other type of like, Kink or like alternative the alternative sex. The alternative sex. <laughs> the you know alternative? what? I, I was thinking about this too before I came here. I was like, I gotta Ooh. have something to talk about, and it's gotta <laughs> be got fun. It. You got it. And not really. No. Like, and I was saying this. It's like it's not van- like we're not vanilla by any means, but I was like, we just have our our time, and we're comfortable with it. That's fucking. And I great. think we're also both comfortable enough to be like. When we want something, to ask for to ask it, for it. and we're just gonna perfect. do it. That and uh, yeah, and you know what? I feel like even saying like, "Are you guys? Do you guys like kink? Like, what does that even mean? Like, mm, kink is exactly. literally like." Does it even have a definition? No, it, like it, it's like something like an out of the ordinary. It's queer. It's queer, but yet sex is queer. Yeah, it's. This, yeah, totally oh, is because like that's good a, one. that's the thing is kink is totally be- different. Like you could be asking me like, Tom, are you into something kinky? And I say I'm saying no, but in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I use handcuffs, I use leather, I use all this stuff. I'm not even like and I that's use just my I normal use thing. Power dynamics. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Use dirty talk. Yes. I use like I like to get my shoulders massaged yeah. beforehand. Like. It could literally it could be anything. Yeah. One time I op- ripped open a box full of packing peanuts and threw them all over the floor. <laughs> and then next thing I know, that's where I was. Yeah, uh, we were on the but floor. who knows? Like, anything could be... Like, it literally could mean anything. anything. Like, and I feel like a lot of people that might think that they're not kinky for sure are. Absolutely. I feel like Those are everybody... the people who are the most kinky. Perhaps, yeah, yes. That's what I think. Because, <laughs> like, by vanilla, what do you mean when you say we're mostly vanilla? See, because then that's that's also how do you define that. Because to me, yeah. that just means, like, for lack of a better term, normal sex? Yeah. But then what is then normal norm- sex? Yeah, what's like, normal? Because my sex is totally different than your sex and your sex is totally different than mine. Yeah, it's relative. Normalcy is relative, right? And so I think it's, it seems normal to me because that's your normal. That's my normal. That's the sex that I have been having and enjoying and I'm comfortable with right now. Yeah. And not to say that that's going to, that's not going to change because I feel like sexuality is always changing. Yeah. Um, 
Ideally, I think. Ideally, keeping things new and exciting. Yeah, especially in a long-term relationship, right? You guys are in a long-term relationship. Totally. As am I. Yep. And it's easy, right, to get into, like, your... Your habits, your rhythm, yeah, not not like a bad habit. Habit might be a bad word, but your routine. Yeah. And it's easy to just do that, especially if it works and it works really well. Yeah. And it's like the formula. And like it's never been like, and and I would say this to Spencer's face, so I'll say it on this podcast, like it's (laughs) never been boring. So like I don't, I don't feel the need at this current moment to be like, it's game change time. We've got to change it up right now. Yeah. But I'm not close to the idea that that's something that's going to happen because that could happen on his side or it could happen on my side Mm -hmm. and that's just i feel like something when you're in a committed long-term relationship that's just something that you have to talk about and sex is a hard thing to talk about it is i find it hard it's funny that i find it hard but even i people you find it hard even i find it hard yeah to really communicate keep an open conversation going Keep Absolutely. it going always, and it's don't talk about it once and then never talk about it. Exactly, that's, that's what like, I was just gonna say. Like, I think it's something that you need to check in with. Yeah, like, constant check in. How's this go? Like, this how's is this go- working for this you. Is working good for you still? Because it's working good for me. Because if you don't talk about it, or say what you want, or say what you need, when he's gonna, gonna be unhappy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that's just how you're headed towards not the right spot. And yeah. Frig, I'm getting married. Like, I gotta... Yes! Oh my god, yes, yes! You're getting married, like, in a month. Yeah, October 14th. Oh my fucking It's so soon. I'm sweating right (gasps) now. I just started sweating so much. Did you you just suddenly? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Like, oh no, so much to do. Oh my god. Yeah. Marriage. Marriage, the big one. Are you having, like, a large-ish wedding? Like a... No. What are you doing? A schmedium? A schmedium wedding? Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Uh, So we're getting married just down the road at a place that I used to work. And yeah, just friends and family and drinking. Lots of drinking. Yeah. That's the main thing, I think. You got to. Like, we were just going to get married before and then just have the drinking. Like Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, because Matt and I are getting married next spring or summer. So same thing. We're Mm -hmm. kind of like, we don't want to do a lot either. And even like, you know, how you actually have the efficient marry you and marriage license. We're like, we might just do that all beforehand at at town hall. Well, because then you, if you get the party, if you do that beforehand, Mm -hmm. then you can just get a friend to do it. That's what we want. Because it's just a facade at that point. Yeah, that's what we want. We want to either, and we want to look into, maybe you know, like, yeah, either do that where it's just like we're going through the motions and we have because we want a friend to be mm-hmm. efficient or officiant. Offici, yeah, officiant. Efficient, efficient, official marriage man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, either or can he get his certificate or something yeah. to do it? I think that, he can. That's kind of easy. I feel like that's a thing to do. I feel like that's a thing to do. They did it in Friends, Joey did it. Perfect. So if Joey can do it, anyone and can do it. They've done it on Friends, yeah. Then it's real. Oh, okay. God. Everything that happened on there is real. It's Joey! <laughs> yeah. God damn it. So how do you feel about getting married? Are you nervous? Are you... I feel like we're already married. So was... yeah. that's... It doesn't really make a difference to me mm-hmm. at the end of the day now. Because I'm like, we've made that decision. And the way our engagement came around is we made that decision together. A so mutual engagement. A mutual engagement is exactly what it was. So... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to... Make it official? To make it official and to also just share that day with friends and family. To be like... At the celebration. Yeah, because also this is like... If you think about it, this is really my coming out. 
Ah. Am I coming out as me marrying a man? So, because yes. I've never really had that, that thing. Do you want to have an exclusive <gasps> reveal? Yes. I think I know what it is. <gasps> oh, wow. Only two I other, know what it is. Only two other people have seen this. We can say. It's my wedding dress. It's a wedding dress. Tom's it's beautiful. It. What do you think? It's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love the color. Oh, it's, it's light, too. Because you're going to marry... You said spring summer. or summer? Yeah, spring yeah, summer. That. And it'll be outside. Yeah. You like? I love it. Guess how much it was. $600. Wow! <laughs> what a steal! <laughs> ding, ding, ding! $165. The price is right, baby! $165. It looks great. I can't believe... And it fits perfect. Yeah. I don't have to do a thing to it. That's so great. $165. That's so lucky. If We're we... doing, like, working for suits and stuff right now, what? and it is insane. How and much are you spending? Like, th- probably 300 a piece. But the nice thing with a suit for, like, the gentleman is that I can wear that. You can rewear it. A thousand times. Also, $300 for a suit not is not bad, bad at, at all. all. No. Suits are fucking expensive. That's before I tailor it or anything like that. But... Right. Like a wedding dress. <laughs> I mean, like those prom dresses too that people spend thousands of dollars on. I'm like, I don't get it. Like I was. That's gonna be a Halloween costume in five years. Exactly. That's all. I was saying to uh, Susanna, she was like, "Can you should just have all the women they can like just wear their wedding dresses." <laughs> I was like, "To your wedding? Yeah. To your wedding?" I was like, "Absolutely, <laughs> no questions." Yeah. I, no one else is gonna be wearing one, so. <laughs> That is a hilarious idea. Yeah. That's a really funny idea. Okay, what is your idea about uh, consummating the marriage? Like, what do you mean? Are you going to have sex like the, the night of? Oh, or, or, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, I think we're, I, well, my goal is for us to like get a hotel and not, like, just like, because we're not doing a honeymoon right away. Like, we're if we do that, because it costs so much money to get married. Yeah. So if we do that, it'll be... Probably a year or two down the line. Oh, so, okay. Because okay, um, so. we're paying for the entire wedding ourselves. Yep. So us too, yeah. Uh, so I think I want to get like a hotel that at night. At least have a hotel and just night. get out of our apartment and not have the dog barking at us and family all around. <laughs> like, just have a bit of a break. <laughs> the dog and, barking while uh, you're trying to have your first, first wedding sex. Yeah. Just bark, 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 bark. bark, bark. bark. like, Regis, shut up. Shut the Daishra to get is. Yeah, so I think actually that's what I've been talking about. I want to find a hotel that has a hot tub in it and yeah. just have a time. Just have a tub. Have a tub. Be have so a show up at two in the morning, so drunk to this hotel and just because hotel sex is also the best sex. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Any anywhere where you're kind of in a new environment. Yeah, yeah. Always the best. No, my idea is Matt's gonna hate this oh, and God. not want to do it. I want to have sex somewhere, have some sneaky sex in the during venue? the wedding. Yeah, in the venue. Oh, absolutely! You could totally do that. I want to do that so badly. Your dress is light; you can pick it up. Yeah, just like a bit of sex somewhere, <laughs> like like steal away somewhere, absolutely. like just to have like a sex moment. Because I feel like after the wedding, we're gonna be so fucking drunk and tired. It's not gonna be the best. We're not gonna want to have sex. Yeah, I can. I a hundred percent can say Matt will not want to. Well, sex. see, and that's what I'm a little nervous is that I'm gonna be too drunk. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna push through. <laughs> push through. <laughs> push through so hard. You're like, oh, gonna make this happen. Um, but you could just say that you're gonna go take some more photos. We'll be I mean, back in half an hour. Oh yeah, we could photos. say anything. Yeah. We could say we're gonna go fuck over there. Yeah. And Talk that- amongst yourselves. <laughs> 
Well, we get the D. Because yeah. that's, a, that's um, a tradition. I feel like that's like a... That's a Jewish tradition to where they actually, the couple actually goes into a room, everyone waits, and then they come out with the bloody sheet. Oh, yes. Right? Which is bizarre. That is Handmaid's Tale bizarre. Weird to me. That is so strange. Yeah. Like, I'm all for obviously being open and talking about sex and sexuality, but that, like, that's a different level to and be it's like, like to prove she's a virgin right which is so dark which is, so which is like which like, is oh, you're a virgin though right yes you I, both am, are. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would never Good. i would never um i would never get married if i wasn't a virgin <laughs> i would never get married Wait, if i wasn't a virgin does that make sense does that make sense <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> you heard it <laughs> we all heard that yeah yeah because <laughs> what's Another person uh, said is have sex in the morning. Yeah. And That's also an I will say that I prefer morning sex. Oh, I yeah? I like morning sex. I think it's the best. Uh, and you know why I like morning sex is because I like to have like, even if it's not morning sex, just to have like a morning, like whenever you get up, mm-hmm. you know, afternoon, Mor- early yeah, afternoon. Morning can be in the early afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To have just this connective moment yeah. where you're just like lying together awake and just like snuggling hugging having a connecting moment totally and it's so important if we're gonna have sex too that is great but like i i love to have like a snuggle before you start the day where you're just like like, connecting totally i totally agree i feel like that happens like that's a weekend thing that i do constantly we wake up late in the day love it and even if we're just laying in bed and each on our phone and like looking at reading articles or something like we're at least together we're in our bed we're probably naked and it's yeah. just like we're just existing as a couple and it's nice to do that before the dog wakes up <laughs> starts barking at you i love my dog <laughs> but he's horrible oh wait have i seen a picture isn't your dog adorable yeah it's a little what? black pug and oh yes are always sticking out <gasps> he's a snaggle too he's got the underbite snag yeah it's very cute Oh, God. That makes me jealous. Is that, like, your baby? He is, yeah. And he's, like... He was a lot of work to get him where he is now, and it's still not perfect, but... (laughs) What do you mean by that? Well, because when I got him, he'd had four owners in eight months. Oh. So he didn't have any, like, foundation to him. So I had to, like... For literally a year straight, he pissed and shit in my house two to three times a day (gasps) all over my couches no all over everything in my bed like no constant and just constant barking and then i don't know there's just a switch maybe it was this amount of screaming i did at this dog um (sighs) but he's housebroken now and he sleeps in his own little bed that he likes to sleep in every day the worst thing about him is that he just he gets so excited and barks. He just barks. He's a barky dog. Barky when he gets excited. Which I'm not... People come over, start oh talking, he just starts barking. You can't... Well, even just with the two of us in our apartment, if I'm on the couch and Spencer's in the kitchen... <laughs> and you're talking to each other. He will run from the kitchen to the couch and bark the entire time. If I get up to go to the bathroom, he is losing his brain. He cannot handle the fact that there are doors and that we are humans that move around our house. Like, he's so upset by that. It's awful. <laughs> but he's so cute. <laughs> he's pissing shit all over your bird for a year. 
And I was like, oh, I can't get rid of them. (laughs) But I, there's, if I go back like two years on my like Facebook page and it like reminds you, and there's like posts of me being like, does anybody want a fucking dog? (laughs) Like just (laughs) losing my brain. Um, are you, are kids in your future? I don't think so. No? No. It's so funny because when I was home in New Brunswick, everybody was asking me that question. Because I'm, because I'm getting married and I think that's just everybody's natural step. I'm not saying no to kids. I thought, even like two years ago, Mm. I thought that was something that I wanted, like very badly. Mm. I was like, ooh, that's, that's something that I want to do. I don't know when I want to do it, but that's something Or with who? Or with who, but that's something that I want to do. And... I'm just so comfortable right now in what our life is. Oh, and that is so... That rings so true to me. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just, like, the way we live our lives, like, with the work we do and stuff like that. And I've seen I've seen other people be successful at it, but I just don't think that I would be able to do both. Mm-hmm. And feel balanced. And, and feel f- balanced and, and feel, fulfilled. Yes, not to say that having a child would take any fulfillment away from me, because I feel like that would fill it in a different way. Um, but ugh, I'm just so over, all over the place right now, and Spencer and I are even like right now on op- opposite schedules, so it's, t- yeah. it's tough just to maintain our relationship. So it would be like, it would feel weird. It would feel like here's me taking care of a, a child during the day, and here's you taking care of a child at night, and then we see each other when You're we see each other. You're two single fathers! Exactly! It's so sad! It's so sad. <laughs> uh, but I'm not saying no forever. Mm-hmm. Was that always the thing you wanted when you're married and you're... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you I always yourself. thought that was something that I wanted because I always thought that... This, this will sound kind of not the best, but I always <laughs> thought that I wanted to do it because I wanted to prove that I could do a better job than my parents did with me. That's very And real. I feel like that's natural. That's a very natural thing to think. Yeah, yeah. Because I... You want to do it right. I wanted yeah. to do it right. Not to say that my parents did it wrong, but there was there's stuff that even they would admit and say like, ugh, we worked too much. Or like, and like, see, that's the thing is they, they worked too much. And me saying, oh, I want to do this better... I work just as much as they do and at weird ass times. So it just wouldn't jive. I would have to, I would have to let go of too many things that I'm not ready to let go. Or you don't want to. Don't want to. And and why would you? Why should you? Very difficult for gay men to adopt still. And it's so expensive for surrogacy. And Mm -hmm. there's just so many what ifs at this current moment. And so many roadblocks and like just that it would... That would make it hard for you. Totally. Yeah. So you got to really, really want, it. want it. And if I really want it, then just like my philosophy in life is if there's something I really want, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I don't care how much work I have to do. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to get it. Um, yeah. And that's my philosophy with everything. So I'm not worried that like, say, even if I'm like 45 years old and I'm like, you know what? Now's the time. Then now's then the, the time. time. That's the time then. But it's not the time right now. Yeah. Same with you. I kind of always wanted that for myself. Just like, but did I really want it? Or was, was that, it? is that just what you're always told? You're told, yeah, exactly. In what your culture to want. Yeah. You know, um, I think I would be a great mom, mm-hmm. but I do not want to be. Yeah. I do not want to be at all. And I feel like, you know, we all struggle with like finding balance and finding happiness in our lives. And, um, 
you know, I've dealt with anxiety. Yeah. We've all, you know, like stuff we all deal with. And I feel like I'm in a really good place in my life. And like, why in the world would I like want to just throw my life into flux? Yeah. Complete flux again. And there's some people who are so good at it. When it happens, it happens and they make their life so balanced and perfect and I've literally, I've literally watched it happen in the last like year with a couple of friends. Yeah, of we're mine. at the age where yeah, yeah and are. I'm blown away by how strong and successful they can continue to be. But I just don't, I don't think that I'm there yet. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, and and, and, and same thing with like the lifestyle of being a performer and yeah. being a writer and a producer. You know, it's it, like doesn't fit in with family life very no. well. Though I have friends that are performers and do it. Exactly. Exactly yeah. how you're saying. Yeah. Some of them just do it, but I'm like, I don't. I will not. No. My baby I right choose now not to. is making people laugh. That's my baby. <laughs> my baby is bedpost, okay? Yeah. And my baby is Regis the dog. It's <laughs> 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 poor Regis. Oh, poor We've guy. slammed Regis we slammed so, He's so, so cute. much we on love this him. podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Everybody come and pet him. Yeah, I uh, like follow Tom on Instagram just to see this dog. Yeah. Is that Tom Hearn? That's my Instagram name. <laughs> Is that Tom Yeah. <laughs> I never read it like a question. How did I re- read your Instagram? I think I just kind of saw it as that's Tom Hearn or something yeah, like that. That makes sense. It's, yeah. Is that Tom Hearn? Yeah. Is that Tom Hearn? That's also my I've website never, too. In my yeah. head, never read it like that. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so is that is that Tom? So is that Tom Hearn? Is your your tags and your is my Instagram? Your Instagrams? Yeah. Your yep. I don't really tweet Twitter that often. I mean, but I'm a Twitterer. I'm just I actually got ahead of the game and I'm just Tom Hearn on Twitter. Ooh. I'm the Tom Hearn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have um, anything coming up? This will probably air in a couple weeks. Do you have October coming things? Up, October. Well, October, I'm, Kinsey Phil is performing in BCIF. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, for people who don't know. Big City Improv Festival. That's coming up. I think that's October 13th to the 21st. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right. So check those dates at <laughs> www.bigcityimprovfestival.com. Uh, and then also, we are getting married we're getting married <laughs> and kinsey fail is also switching their uh monthly date at bad dog so we're now okay. the second Tuesday, second thursday rather of the month at eight o'clock second thursday of the month at eight mm-hmm. see kinsey fail yeah oh can't Whoa. wait and yeah. marriage and marriage. marriage and then if i can throw one more thing in there there's always sunday night live every sunday come see me in the sketchersons so. perfect of course yeah. oh my god plug away guys you heard it here I love that. I'm st- I'm getting that lower back tattoo. I got it. Have you heard the news? <laughs> thank you, Matt, for that. Tom, thank you so much for coming thank tonight you. and speaking with me. You've been absolutely lovely. It's been a treat. Never change. Um, everyone, this one last time has been Tom Hearn. And I'm Aaron Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Check back uh, weekly, everybody. We release a new episode every single Friday. And if you, by any chance, you want to rate and review the podcast on iTunes while you're there, that would be so greatly appreciated. If you're in Toronto and want to see Bedpost Live, the Roddy Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8. 
for more information on everything Bedpost, please visit us at our website, bedpost.ca. And if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, flirts, nudes, shoot me an email at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. P.S. Don't send me nudes. Lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. Come, come, come.